Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. Yeah. www.soulofamericaradio.com 
www.hopeandhealing.com. Simply go there to the Hope and Healing tab, click that, and go into live show, and you'll come in live with where we are right now. For those of you that might want to just listen in, you can call area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638, and you can just call in and listen. Or perhaps you have a question and a comment. You could also just simply dial that same number, area code 323-784-9638, and then hit the number 1 on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to have a question and a comment, and uh, and I will be notified, and we'll get you on the air. Now, just so that you know that you don't have to give your name, you can uh, call on, on the condition of just being anonymous, or if you desire to give your name, any part of that's totally up to you. But we welcome your feedback, we welcome your in, uh, your input, and we welcome what you have to offer tonight here on Hope and Healing the Journey to Wholeness. Now let me say something to you. For those of you that may be listening today and you want even more concrete information, I want you to go to our Facebook page. We have a few Facebook pages, but particularly go to our Facebook page, Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. You can find us there on Facebook there, and uh, you can go there. You can post questions. There are many resources that are posted there, comments and testimonials. That page is there designed with you in mind. But then also we have the page that I consider the antithesis to that page, and that page is called our Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. This is a page where it's uh, drama-free, it's uplifting. It is about uplifting words and uplifting scripture and uplifting testimony and empowerment and sharing, and all those things are happening with you and mine, and we'd like to give a special shout-out to our whole entire administrative team over at Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship, but definitely my executive senior uh, executive administrator, none other than uh, Indy Harlem, uh, does a tremendous job in manning these pages, making sure that they happen. And by the way, let me do this before I go any further. I have to give a special shout-out. That's right. It is anniversary time. We are celebrating our first anniversary there at Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship. What do I mean by that? This is our first year anniversary as being literally a social media online ministry. We are uh, celebrating our first year, and we're excited about it. Let me tell you, there's some great things that are going on. We have contests that's going on. As a matter of fact, I've never heard of this before, but this came out of the mind of N.D. Harlem. And it is, uh, it's called, listen, my favorite Bible verse, Revival. That's what we've had this month. Uh, we've started now. is our favorite Bible verse, Revival. Uh, and so this is what happens here. Listen, you can go in on the page. First of all, you have to act to join uh, the Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. You can go on the page, and then you're able to do one of three things. This is how you can win. One of three things. Number one, you post your favorite Bible verse. Number two. You post or share a video. It could be a music video. It could be, you name it, Kurt Carr. It could be a video. But this video expresses something that you feel or something that has blessed you in the field of uh, blessing God. And then thirdly, you can do that or you can just post your testimony. For every time that you're there and when you have uh, posted on this, you are automatically enrolled. You're, an automatic, you're automatically enrolled for a, a prize that will be mailed out to you. So you're, you're already enrolled for prizes. So we're giving away prizes. Now, how many times do you get, get prizes for just sharing your testimony? How many times do you get prizes for just, you know, sharing a word that may encourage someone, uplift someone? And, but yet still, this is what's happening at Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. So let me do this. Last week was a... Uh, pre-recorded broadcast, so we have some work to catch up on, and I want to make sure that we do, because our last week winner of our of our favorite Bible verse revival uh, is none other than drum roll, please. I got to get that, I got to get that working. I know Tony's going to help me with that, but uh, it's going to be uh, Trent Mitchell. That's right. Let's give it up for Trent Mitchell. He's our week one winner of my favorite Bible verse revival there. And Trent, I want to thank you for uh, participating and sharing with us, man. It's a blessing to us all. So we thank you so very much. I hope that you're listening in tonight. And then our week two, that's right. We have our week two winner, none other than drum roll again. Miss Regina Milligan. Regina, we want to thank you for just being uh, not only uh, adamant about 
coming in and posting, but just sharing, because your sharing has blessed so many. So we want to congratulate each of you and want to congratulate even those that will be coming on and that will be uh, posting even on this week here. And uh, we're concluding, all this will conclude on Resurrection Sunday, April 20th. So throughout the remainder of the week and throughout the remainder of our time, this is your opportunity to post. I want to say to all of our friends and to all of you, that may be celebrating and commemorating the Passover this week, maybe celebrating and commemorating so much, I want you to understand this, that as you take this time to do so, do it in remembrance of God. Let your prayers be for those that have been victimized and abused by loved ones, by friends that have been unjustly harmed, because this is what happens. When, it, when, when, when these things happen, we have to come together. We have to stand up. We have to speak out. And we must become one another's keepers. So we ask the question, am I my brother's keeper? I sure hope that answer is yes from your perspective. So here we are tonight. I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight. We have callers out there, area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. Open mic tonight. So anything that you like to talk about, it may be a comment or question. It may be a situation you want to share. Perhaps you found yourself in the midst of witnessing what you thought or what you may know to have been a domestic violence situation and you did not know what to do. Tonight is that night. We're open to you, Erico 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us, and we're so glad. Now, if you desire to share, simply hit the number one on the keypad after you bow that lets our producer know that you want to come on the air. And once you come on, once you come on the air, we'll make sure that your question and our comment is heard, and you'll get an opportunity. Excuse me. You'll get opportunity to share, and definitely we'll have others that will be coming in and sharing. So uh, I'm so glad that you're on tonight. I want you to stay with us, and what we're going to do here, we're going to take our first commercial break of, the, of tonight, and right after that, listen, right after that, we are going to get you on. Right after that, I'm excited about some things that are happening, and we're going to talk about those things as well. But you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'll be back right after the break. and healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this you're listening to the soul of America Radio LLC it's the one and only soar domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody you can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 
right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Now, 
the thing about it is the fact was he a bystander? Was he there? Uh, uh, was he targeted by the woman's husband as well? Three other employees was able to run and escape, if you would, to safety. But the wife wasn't so lucky because the husband, Chomley, kidnapped the woman, took her to a burned-down home site on Mudder Creek Road in Franklin County where they said that Chomley killed his wife and then himself. So let's look at it again. He first of all killed the restaurant owner, her boss, and then he kidnapped the wife, took her to an old burned-down house that they used to live in, killed his wife, and then himself. Now, officials, uh, according to them, said that that was the house where they used to live at and that uh, the husband had a extreme, had a reputation for being extremely jealous and possessive over Lori. And even after their marriage ended, he continued to be possessive. Now, let me say this to you. These things don't just happen out of, uh, out of the clear blue yonder. There's much history that goes along with these type of uh, situations, things that have occurred, things that have been going on for a period of time, uh, uh, oftentimes unresolved issues there. And so oftentimes I, I need to make sure I, I say this, because uh, many victims of abuse and domestic violence get a bad rap because people say, well, why don't they just leave? And they must like it. They stand inside. Well, it couldn't be as bad as uh, she's making it out to be because she's still there. I want you to understand something. None of those things are right. She might still be there because she's afraid of what might happen when she leaves. You got to understand the lives of victims are in greater danger when they leave or attempt to leave than they are even when they're there. Look, look it up for yourself. It is a known fact that the lives of victims and uh, their families uh, are greater danger when the victim attempts to leave, attempts to leave the abusive relationship than it is when they stay there. It's one of the areas that we as even uh, 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 clergy and counselors have to understand the different dynamics of domestic violence. This is not like just dealing with a regular family dispute. This is not like just dealing with a regular, you know, uh, okay, we have some financial problems or we're having some issues there as far as the romance department. This is an issue of, of extreme power and control, and these type of things happen. It was, she was divorced from it. So many people say, well, now she doesn't have to worry about it because she's divorced. I beg to differ. The gravest period of danger is once that victim has left that individual because it does have a tendency to escalate and becomes even more lethal at that time. I'm saying to you that although this story doesn't talk about any children that they have, but I'm saying to you today that what happens? I, I, I won't. I want your call in. I want you to. Uh, I want you to chime in tonight on this. What happens if this type of situation happened on your job? What happens if the the perpetrator comes on the workplace where you work and they are outraged and they are now after your coworker? They're not after their partner and they end up hurting someone on the job. How many of you know whether or not your job has a policy in place? Do they have security in place? Do they have any type of thing in place to protect that? Now, what am I doing? I want to set you up here because what happens when a victim is already in fear, in shame, in pain, and do not want to tell anyone. They're embarrassed. They don't want anyone to know that they're going through this uh, abusive relationship, regardless of their position or title. Most definitely they don't want anyone to know when they themselves hold a position of authority on the job, and they don't want anyone to know regardless of what position. So now what they're suffering at home is now escalating to the point, but they tell nobody, and all of a sudden that significant other shows up on the job. No one's aware of it. We just assume that he's coming to see them. We just assume that this is one of those visits just because. But what ends up oftentimes being very much a crime scene. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. 9638 That's the number you can reach us tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. If you desire to have a question and a comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air. We welcome your question, your comment, or whatever you like to share tonight. I welcome it tonight because this is open mic night. We want to educate through sharing, and your input could make a great difference. Now, I've got to say this to you. I've seen this happen. I've seen these things play out. Uh, I've seen it play out not only here in the state of Florida but all over the country where we have workplace violence, uh, where the individual uh, uh, spouse shows up at the job, people unknowingly, 
Luckily, in some of these cases here, there were a few coworkers that knew about the situation, and as a result, they were able to uh, notify security and notify the person before the person got all the way in the building. But what happens if the perpetrator shows up on the job? If you think it's easy, consider all the things that a victim goes through. What about her trying to protect her children? Yes, she finally left the perpetrator, but he knows where the children are. He knows what school they attend. He shows up there. More than likely, he has just as much right to them as she does. And so, therefore, in his way of getting back power, of being able to control her, he goes and tries to get the children out of school, basically using the children as a pawn. These are real issues that people face each and every day. This is beyond the mask that we learn to put on. This is beyond the fact of the things that, uh, that people just pretend to do. But then that brings us to talking about what type of work environment is there, what type of environment you have at your church, what type of environment you have on your job, what type of friend are you. Because have you ever thought about the fact he is a victim, a person who's suffering? Now, I hate to call them victims, but that's what we, we call them. But here's a person who's actually smiling through pain, who is, who is smiling through embarrassment and hurt, smiling through shame because of the fact they want to function as normal. And I wonder how often we can be insensitive when we walk away or we, we don't offer help. Perhaps we embarrass ourselves to ask, is everything all right? You know, sometimes uh, we want to know, but we don't want to know. We've all been there. You, you understand that there are people that ask every day, how are you doing? But they really don't listen for your response. It's just a routine. It's just something that we do. Well, good evening. How are you? You know, and we just go on. We don't listen for the response. Good evening. How are you? feel like blowing my brain out. That's good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Never heard what you said, simply because of the fact we're so much on automatic pilot. Here are stories that are happening, people, at alarming rates. Those that get out alive have a testimony. Those that are able to break the clutches of someone who is controlling, someone who is determined to injure and cause harm, it takes a lot. And sometimes it requires the support system of people like you and I. It requires us being a little bit more understanding and a little less judgmental. It requires us to be a little bit more willing and a little less critical. It requires us to open up our bowels of compassion, understanding that that victim may be confused. They might, they might be stuck in the sand. They want to do what's right, but find not to strip to do what's right, but just to have you there to be able to say words such as, listen, I am with you. I'm here if you need me. Listen, I'm afraid for your life. It will get worse before it gets better. How can I help you? See there? That didn't take you being an MSW. That didn't take you being a master of social work. That didn't take you being a licensed clinical social worker. That simply requires you being available and understanding. Because in order for a person to get free, it is important that they recognize and that they know that there's a support system that is there. These type cases happen way too often, people, and we've got to be willing to step in and do something about it. Erico. 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us today. You're listening to Hope and Healing and Journey to Wholeness. Open mic tonight. If you'd like to have a question and a comment, like to share anything, just hit the number one on the keypad that lets our producer know uh, that you'd like to come on. And guess what? We will get you on right away. So that is how you reach us today. I want you today, once again, area code 323-784-9638. You're listening to Hope and Healing and Journey to Wholeness tonight. Now, that's a case that happened just here over the weekend. But I want to bring some other things to your attention here uh, because it is very, very adamant. I mean, it is very, it's not adamant. It's very, very unnecessary that you understand that this is not happening in a vacuum somewhere. This is real stuff. This is real stuff because, in fact, people's lives are taken every day. And I continue to say that if you're not aware of these things, what you're going to miss out on is the prevalence of domestic violence that is happening. And let me see, all domestic violence doesn't end in death, and neither should it end in death, but it doesn't make it any less significant. The fact that the matter of that which continues to go on is even greater of a prison because the individual is dealing with this ongoing and oftentimes without people recognizing uh, uh, what has taken place inside of the life. 
Now I want to bring you to another story here, and I and I pray that you stay too. I'm waiting on you to call in. Just hit the number one on your keypad as you're already there. But I want I want to uh, just call a story to you here, a more recent story. Well, not recent, but I just want to show you that there's some things that happen. Now, particularly, I want to go here to a story out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, of course, I do. I, my oldest son lives there in Nashville. But watch this in Nashville. Every 20 minutes, three times every hour, 72 times a day, 505 times every week, 2,200 times each month, more than 26,000 times last year, the Metro Police responded to a domestic violence call in Nashville. Almost every one of those calls is because some man treated a female member, girlfriend, housemate, worse than he treats his dog. The problem of men hurting women is so vast and persistent that the Center for Disease Control called it an epidemic. It's a disease that no pill can cure. And guess what? Like Tennessee, all states need a cure. Unfortunately, they're one of the worst places in America for women to live. Uh, their tourism and economic development brochures, we love to tout the kudos and high-ranking the Tennessee Garners, but one high-ranking you'll not see is their sixth place on the list of states where a woman is most likely to be killed by a man. So guess what? I bring that up because, of fact, folks, this is something that's happened across the corner. Uh, my dear friend, uh, Tony Porter, uh, he's a brother, one of the co-founders of an organization called Men, said it, it would destroy, he talked about opportunity, he says if it would destroy a 12-year-old boy to be called a girl, what are we then teaching him about girls? And Tony has an asset. Tony has an approach to domestic violence similar to this. He thinks that it's very much in, 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 uh, bred in our society today in the way that we teach boys about girls and things that boys talk about girls and things. And uh, he thinks that we develop that type of mindset. And I agree with that to a certain extent. But I also understand the fact that there are things that we said as, to, as that was said to me as a boy that did not necessarily strike me in that same way, but it did cause me to recognize that somehow or another society had put a distinction between boys and girls. Things like, come on, dry your eyes, big boys don't cry. Come on, man, tough it up. Don't be a little sissy, and that's what things that were said at the time. Those words were not meant to be offensive, but in many ways you can understand why they were offensive. And so one of the things that we have to understand that even if we don't begin to teach young boys early on about the valuing of females and valuing who they are, respecting the personage who they are, then guess what? They're more likely to grow up with a very negative stereotype and a stereotypical view about the way they see women. And when they see women as less than human, when they dehumanize women and they objectify women, it becomes more easier for them to mistreat women. And that is what this subject is all about. We've got to turn the pages, and we've got to do some things to educate our children and the next generation. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. Hit number one on the keypad. We want to hear from you tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland. And tonight is about open mic. This is the time not just for me to share stories, but I need you today. Some of you, you have, been, you have encountered this. You've seen this happen with family members, neighbors, coworkers, and I want you to share your experience tonight. What did it feel like to you? Did you feel helpless inside of trying to help them? Had you reached out to help them and only to feel oftentimes betrayed because perhaps the victim did go back to their uh, abuser? Whatever your story might be, tonight, share it because as you share, it will help somebody, someone that's facing the same thing. This is why this subject matter is such a crucial subject matter for us to talk about. It's crucial. We don't have the luxury to just overlook it. It's a crucial thing. It is something that we must take for uh, uh, take to heart because this is not something that is going away. It won't go away until we stand up and we speak out. And we won't stand up and speak out if we are being silent. So we've got to do some things. Um, and we got to understand that we got to do some things now. I want to read something to you here also from the Domestic Violence Crime Watch and said, we hear our neighbors shout, I'm going to kill you, and shake our heads as, as we reach out for the remote. Surely he doesn't mean it. We tell ourselves she should leave, we think. She should get a divorce. Why does she take it? <laughs> she could get help. Why do we not think he should get help? He should be arrested. I should help. I should call the police. 
We are a society that often blame rape victims. We blame them for their skirts, their thin shirts. We blame domestic violence victims for their love, for their fear, for being vulnerable, so vulnerable that perhaps only the bars on a jail cell can protect them. When crime strikes at schools and theaters at marathons, we never blame the students, the audience, or the runners. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the, of the Boston Marathon bombing. Nowhere did anyone blame the runners for running as a reason why they were terrorized or they were victims of that terrorist act. Nowhere. But yet it's still, when it comes to domestic violence, we do. We blame the victim. We blame them for staying. We blame them for not moving quick enough. We blame them for all kinds of things. We, we, we blame them. We blame them for, for loving that person. We blame them for, uh, you know, we blame them for uh, just being so weak, as we say. Why can't she just break away? You know, why don't she put them in jail? And we do a similar thing to rape victims. Yes, we do. We blame them for the skirt, what they're wearing, the thin shirts. We blame them for things that they should not be blamed for. But see, everywhere but a home, we know that violence doesn't end through the work of the victim, the terrorize. We know that when a woman takes that first momentous step to break ties with her abuser is when she's most at risk. See, everything in the world has gone through her mind. Somebody need to hear this tonight. She's trying to figure out how do I get out of this alive? How do I get out of this and protect my children? How do I get out of this and still be able to face my family and the world? How can I get out of this? I've grown accustomed to a particular lifestyle. I, too, have contributed to all this. And for me to have to give it up, you know, because of this man's behavior, it's not the easiest thing. Oh, my, what about the other question that goes on the mind of the victim, that oftentimes that in spite of the abuse that she's taken, the threats, the put-down, the degradation, all the things, the misogynistic behavior and things, in spite of all that, she finds herself saying, yes, but they're still my kid's father, and I don't want them to grow up without their dad. I've got to find a way to make it work because I don't want them to grow up without their dad. At that point, she's not even thinking about raising a child by herself. She's simply thinking about the fact of her child having an experience that perhaps she herself did not have. Wow. Did we ever look at it from that perspective? Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Listen, I want to take your calls right here, right after the break. We're going to take our second break of the night, and I want your calls. Hit number one on the keypad that lets our producer know that you want to come on the air with question and a comment. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, D.R. Thicklin, and I'll see you after the break. If you're listening on the internet, you're probably looking at a series of advertisements all over your screen. Please click one of them because when you click one of those advertisements, you're helping us to bring you the best in soulful talk radio right here on SOAR. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the soul of America Radio. The following is an actual 911 call made by a child witnessing parental domestic violence.
Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You're listening to your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. I hope and trust that you listen very carefully to that commercial. Thank you so very much, Mr. Stallings, for all that you do. It's out of that very informative uh, a commercial there, and uh, that one there definitely uh, underscores so much of what we're talking about. As a matter of fact, that one really underscores the issue of children witnessing or being exposed to domestic violence and how traumatic it can be. And uh, there's just so much to talk about tonight, but I don't want to do all the talking. I want to invite you to be a part of this tonight as you're listening, and whether you're listening by way of Internet or whether you're uh, calling in and listening. We so desire you to be a part of this tonight, and we want you to share. We think that it's very imperative that your experience, something that you face, something you know someone has faced, uh, that you share it, because it will go a long ways. It will go a long ways in uh, renewing people's um, uh, faith and understanding the fact that they're not in it alone, but also it will serve as a teaching point for many. So I invite you tonight to do so even as we continue on this journey uh, here, Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Now, I was reading to you, and remember, Erico 323 that's how you get in. If you desire to have a question and a comment, just hit number one on your keypad that lets our producer know that you want to come on the air. We'll get you on the air tonight. Yes, we will. So, Let's go back to where we were. We were talking about the issue of domestic violence. We were talking about how it impacts. We were talking about really societal views of domestic violence and how when any other type of crime or violence take place, we have a different type of approach. You know, we do. We don't blame the victim. But it's interesting when it comes to domestic violence, man, we always talk about what the victim should have done and what the victim should do. The reality is it's people that we keep blaming a victim this time that we hold the perpetrator accountable, that we hold ourselves accountable, that we hold our neighbors accountable. The whole point about the fact how many of us can listen to the screaming, the yelling, the arguing next door, and we can see it intensifying, and we can see it intensifying, but we won't call the police, even anonymously. We won't do anything about it. We'll get an extra pillow and put it over our heads and over our hearing. We'll be politically correct, and I don't want to go next door and say anything, but the noise is going on at 11.30. Who is respectful of you? Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us. I think we all have a responsibility inside of what we do, and we have a responsibility. Too many when we hear those noises next door and the yelling and the screaming, what we tend to do is, guess what, grab the remote, turn up the television, change the channel, put on music. Whatever we can do to drown out what we consider a distraction. But is that the proper response? See, it could be the difference between life and death. It could be the difference between a person, uh, you know, breaking free or a person feeling trapped for life. You and I have that type of power. Knowledge is power. We have the type of ability to make things work, and that's what's so important. I want you to look at something here that I think is so important. Because when we look at this, everywhere but at home, we know that violence doesn't end through the work of the victim, the terrorized. We know that when a woman takes that first monumental step to break ties with her abuser, 
is when she's most at risk. According to Jocelyn Copel, in her paper, Spotting the Signs Before Someone Dies, Leaving Violent Relationship Without Adequate Safety Planning is the most common risk factor in a domestic violence homicide. 81% of those victims left, watch what I'm about to say, 81 of them left a violent relationship without an adequate safety plan. Wow. Men who are severely verbally abusive are very likely to become physically violent, 79% more likely to. Violence often escalates after leaving an obsessive, controlling, or coercive partner. So the violence escalates after you leave an obsessive, controlling, or coercive partner, 62%. But what you and I must understand in being a good neighbor, you know the commercial, like a good neighbor, state farmers there. So let me say something about being a good neighbor. Victims cannot strategize. They could not, let me underscore that, they could not strategize their own rescue alone. Much as we like to imagine that's true, they need, and we need to educate against using violence. We need a coordinated community response to protect our neighbors. For many years, for many years we listen to men talk about their violence toward women. And I know myself from personally running a domestic violence batterers intervention group. I know personally uh, that inside of that, men blame their crimes on everything from invisible buttons, unreasonable women, uh, uh, to whiskey, to jobs, to God. So they, they come in with a denying attitude. And the reason why we have to work with them is get them to, to own up and take responsibility for what they've done. So you got to understand we we have a responsibility to never blame women for the violence inflicted on them by men. That would be uh, horrendous. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us tonight. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. This is the hope and healing and journey to wholeness. This is your host Dr. Thicklin. Open mic night tonight. I'm talking about some of the things that we must consider and things that we look at when it comes to people that are victimized by domestic violence. What are all the layers that they find themselves under that makes it difficult for them to navigate, uh, to navigate their safety, to navigate uh, themselves out of this? How is it that we, as a society, often blame the victim but never consider every obstacle in their way? These are things that we have to examine, and we have to examine closely. I am bringing these subject matters up because it must be talked about. It must be said. Listen, it is your business. What do you mean I'm going to stay out of this? You're already in it. You can't stay out of it. The fact that you're within ear range, the fact that you are losing sleep because of the noise, the fact that your children may play with their children and they're somehow or another connected there, and fact that just the fact that you live in the same neighborhood a block make you already in it. The real question is what you're going to do with it. Are you going to simply talk about it? Are you going to simply laugh about it? Are you going to find enough pillows to cover your head and blankets and say, I'm not going to say anything, not my business, she like it, I love it, it's up to them, hey, I don't know what's going on there, I'm just not my job to do anything about it? Are you kidding me? We're seeing it happen at an alarming rate. We're not seeing just what we used to see at one time. People break up and they go on their separate ways. They go on and start life over. Oftentimes we're looking at the greatest and the most uh, uh, increased and uh, prolific type of uh, uh, possession that we've ever seen because the individual not only not want you to leave, but they are willing to kill you with the words, if I can't have you, then no one can. That's a serious part of this, folks. This is not an open and shut case. This is serious. And we must take it serious. Callers, every code, 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. That's how you find us here on the Solo America Radio Network. If you desire to have a question and a comment, hit number one on your keypad. We'll get you on. Listen, we are coming up on um, 10 o'clock, and I'm going to do this. Uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. If I don't get a caller that wants to share, and I have plenty of callers out there on the board, but if you don't want to share a question, comment, or whatever, or email, I've been checking here, then we will uh, end here in about 
another 10 minutes. But I desire to have a roundtable conversation with you tonight. I think it's incredibly important. I think that you have to consider the, the factors that goes on. What about that person you sit next to at work or that person that you sit next to at school? Have you noticed anything, any signs, or have you noticed the way they felt? Have you noticed anything about their behavior and changing or any of those things there? Or did you notice it, but you was too embarrassed to say anything? Didn't know how they would react, didn't know what to say, didn't know how they would say it, how it would turn out. Thought about that. Wow. Because it's incredibly important. Incredibly important. It's important to recognize who you are. Incredible, it's incredibly important for you to recognize that your knowledge of what to do can be the difference between life and death and someone else. That's what is so important. That's why we have to speak up and speak out. We have to speak up and we have to speak out. We cannot allow ourselves to continue to Walk by this as if it doesn't matter. I want you to know it matters. It is your business. Domestic violence is your business. What happens is your business. Air code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Listen, I await your call. I await your participation. Hit number one on your keypad, and I'll be right back. Wrap it this third break. You listen to Open Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'll see you right after the break. To the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323 784 9638. 323-784-9638. This is Thor. Two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You give Jay a call right now. And now back to the show. here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And from coast to coast, you can find us here every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock in the Central Time Zone, 6 o'clock in the Mountain Time, 7 o'clock in the Pacific, and wherever you are on the globe, right here we have you on mind, hope and healing and journey to wholeness, whether you've been affected by domestic violence, whether you've been affected by uh, sexual violence, uh, domestic abuse, spiritual abuse, rejection, abandonment, isolation, or whatever it may be, this show is designed with you in mind 
find a place of peace, a center of healing, a place to be restored, and a place to now get your power back. And that's what it's all about inside of our time together. We left here on the uh, particular break dealing with this situation of needing your input, understanding the fact that it's never an easy situation to leave a domestic violence. Oftentimes I think that we as uh, people on the outside and we make comments and we don't realize how how uh, really insensitive they are. Uh, we're well-intentioned. But we don't quite understand, you know, the power of our words at time. And I, I have seen that happen even in my own life in my younger days inside of the movement. I've seen those things happen. A lot of time we might think a person is weak because they have stated in this relationship is abusive and they break down. And might I submit to you, but it depends on how you look at it. Perhaps they're not weak at all. Perhaps they've been very strong. Perhaps they felt the need to carry that persona there in order to protect their children. Perhaps they're working toward their own plan when they're planning on accident. So sometimes we have to be very careful, and we have to be very uh, more cautious, and we must be more sensitive to the cause and those things that affects us inside of every portion of this issue of domestic violence. Uh, Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us tonight. We're so glad that you've joined us tonight, and uh, we'd like to get your calls in. I'd like for you to chip in. I'd, I've shared some stories and shared some uh, uh, things that I think you find very interesting and something that I believe that can impact us all if we just simply would take the time uh, to really pay attention to what's going on around us. Um, um, Tina Turner's known for the song, What's Love Got to Do With It? And yet still, I think so many people misinterpret or miss the meaning of that song. Part of what she's saying is that there's just a chemistry that goes on. A touch of a hand, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, makes your pulse react. You know, it's physical. But when she talks about what does love have to do with that, real love goes beyond just the surface. Real love reaches and touches deep, seeks out his own. It's about making you better than uh, better than myself, because that's what real love will do each and every time. So I invite you to be a part of this. I invite you to come in tonight before we sign off. I think it's very imperative that we have a conversation as we continue to bring our counties and uh, cities together. It's about how do we get our strength? How do we educate and empower? Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. You desire to have a question or comment? Simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you like to come on the air. We'll get you on the air. And right about now, we'd be so glad to get you on right about now, as we prepare to get out of here tonight, um, and hopefully sharing with you something of importance. I think it's important that we are aware of the signs. We're aware of the fact of victimization and that we don't find ourselves in any side of trying to uphold it or uh, collude with it uh, to justify it in any way that is okay because it's never okay. Domestic violence is always our business. It's not a matter of uh, trying to win a popularity contest. but It's a matter of making a difference that needs to be made. And so with that in mind today, I invite you to continue to listen you can write us uh, at you can write us email us at jthicklin at soulofamericaradio dot com that's the letter J T H I C K L I N at soulofamericaradio dot com or you can uh, simply reach us um, once again at manofpurpose two thousand at gmail dot com that's manofpurpose two thousand at gmail dot com we will respond to your email uh, as you send them out to us. I want to encourage each and every one of you that are listening today, answer the question, are you your brother's keeper? And be willing to answer it with everything within you. And so until next time, this is J.R. Thicklin, and I want to encourage you to understand that no matter what you're going through, perhaps it is unbearable, so perhaps someone is listening tonight, and you think that you're suffering in silence and nobody tends to know. No one even knows the tears behind you. No one seems to know what you're carrying. But it's okay. Because what I want you to know is this, is that 
you are more than a conqueror, and you're coming out. I promise you that you're coming out, and I want you to get your power back because this power was created for you. You are a world shaker. You're a difference maker. And what you might be going through right now may seem like the roughest time of your life. But I want you to know that it's not over to God says it's over. So as we get ready to get out of here tonight, I just want you to listen to a little bit of um, my friend Tamla Mann. It's my offering. 